Can we stand on our feet, please? Extend our hands to heaven like newborn babes desiring the sincere milk of the word. Like infants in a crib, lift me up, Daddy. Take us higher. Take us out of this restricted place. Take us into new realms and higher heights in you. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Put your blessed hands together, please. Amen. God bless you. Welcome to a Wednesday night teaching here from the Sanctuary Christian Faith Fellowship Church in Zion. And stand with me. Those of you that are at home, of course, you can stand if you like. But get your Bible and or your electronic device and turn to Psalm 42 and 5. Psalm 42 and 5. This word tonight is going to bless your life. It's going to bless your life. Amen. Psalm 42 and 5. We're going to talk about hope tonight. Hope. Psalm 42 and 5. Let's read that out loud together. Ready, begin. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. Father, we thank and praise you for, again, another opportunity to hear from you directly, specifically. Anoint our ears to hear from you through the preacher, that we might be built up, strengthened, and bring glory to your name. Bless your people tonight with your power, with your strength, with your love and your encouragement. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, you may be seated. We're going to talk about hope. Hope. Hope tonight. The world and the devil through the world and the little g God of this world has been working harder than ever, in my humble opinion, to steal the saints' faith. Amen. To steal the saints' love and to steal the saints' confidence in God. I'm going to say that again. The little g-god of this world has been working overtime to steal the faith of the saints, the love of the saints, and the confidence the saints have in our God. He really has because, well, how good is a God you have no confidence in? You, you, you find yourself just going through the motions. Go to church, lift our hands, amen, hug, offering, go home. But when we have hope, it changes everything. It, 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 it enlivens and everything is lighter. Everything is more powerful. Everything is more effective when we do it with hope. Write this down, please. A hopeless church is a helpless church. A hopeless church is a helpless church. A church without hope is a church that can't help people. A church without hope is a church that won't even think about helping people. Without hope, we can't even help ourselves let alone help someone else. 
So the enemy is working, as I said at the beginning, extra hard to take our hope. <laughs> here's, a, here's a definition. Here's a kingdom definition of hope. Hope is confident expectation that God keeps his word and does what he says. I'll, I'll read that again. Biblical kingdom hope is confidence in the expectation that God keeps his word and does what he says. We, the body of Christ, we believe, we're confident that God will keep his word. We, we, we live in constant expectation. R write that down, please. We, as believers, we should live in constant expectation. It's very important. And, and after, let me give you some time. I'll say it again. We should live in constant expectation. What does that mean? Once you pray and God answers that, you pray for something else and you expect that to be answered. You and I should be expecting at least 50 miracles. Come on, somebody. We, 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 we should be expecting prayers to be constantly answered. Well, that, check that one off. Check, God did that. He said, check that one off. God did check that one off. We should be living in a state of constant expectation. Not constant disappointment. But constant expectation. Because we can look back and see all the things God promised that he would do. He's done them. So this is how we live in hope. This is how we keep from being hopeless people. Because God is doing what he said. Right, write that down in first person. God is doing what he said in my life. <laughs> God is doing what he said in my life. He's doing what I expected him to do. That means there shouldn't be a whole lot of surprises in the saint's life. Because I read the word. And this is what he promised he would do. <laughs> so he's doing what I expected in my life. I'm, I'm getting happy. Trying to, I know this is Wednesday night, but God is doing what he said. God is healing somebody right now. While somebody is going to be completely healed, at the end, somebody else is being healed. Because he promised one, already he would heal you, and he just promised you. See, he's, you, you got you to understand how this works. That's how we live in the kingdom with constant expectation. Somebody's going to be blessed. <laughs> you get it. So in Psalm 3, Psalm 3, Psalm 3, verses 1 through 3, this is a song of David when he fled from Absalom, his son. Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Has anybody ever felt like you, your enemies just keep multiplying? 
David said, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. Verse two. Many there be which say of my soul, there is no help for him in God. Has anybody ever had somebody say, man, God ain't going to help you? Y'all just looking at me. He says, many there be which say, there is no help for him in God. David said, he was king. They, they saw him be used by God, kill the lion, the bear, Goliath, all the great things. But they got to the point where when your son rebelled against you, oh, God ain't going to help him now. There is no help. There is no hope. Help brings hope. There are times in our lives where the enemy will tell you God ain't going to help you. Verse three, but thou, O Lord, art a shield for me. But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me. You, you, you got to know he's a shield for you. Thank God for grandma's testimony, mom's testimony, the pastor's testimony, the deacons. But you need to know he's a shield for you. You need to know he's your glory and that he'll lift up your head. God's going to lift somebody's head tonight. Why? Because he said he does. So you need to expect him to lift your head. Why? Because he said he's a lifter up of our heads. Depression is going to be broken off somebody tonight because God promised he breaks depression off people's lives. Have you ever had your back up against the wall? Let me do this. Let me do it like this. Pretend like you ain't never had your back up against the wall. Y'all must be cold. I don't know why you ain't responding to this word because I know I'm looking at you now. You never had your back up against the wall. You never been in a tight, tight. You never been in a place where you don't know what you're going to do. You've never been to a place where you say, God, I don't know what to do right now. This is what David is saying. You've ever been in a place where you know the only help you can get is going to come from God. If God don't help you, if God doesn't intervene, it's, I'm done. Have you ever been in a place, maybe this, and I'm going to just move on from here. Have you ever been in a place where even your closest Christian friends doubted if God was going to bring you out? Now, while you're sitting, standing, whatever, contemplating what I'm saying, what I'm telling you is biblical. Job has been there. We just read David has been there and Jesus has been there. So if they went through that, listen, don't trip. I wish I could tell you you'd never go there. Maybe I'm telling somebody, get ready, you're going to land right there. I knew you'd get quiet on that one. Psalm 33, verse 18. Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, upon them that hope in his mercy. Read that again. Behold, the eye of of the Lord is upon them that fear, respect, reverence him. Now watch this. 
upon them that hope, have an expectation, are waiting and looking for his mercy. This word mercy here in Hebrew is the Hebrew word has said. It means loving kindness. So what David or what this scripture is telling us is, behold, the eye of the Lord is on them that respect God highly. And he is going to rescue those that are waiting for his mercy. That are expecting his loving kindness. You need to know that God loves you so much that when your back is against the wall, he wants you to look for him to rescue you. I'm trying to give somebody some biblical hope tonight because God is about to rescue somebody that's waiting on him to rescue them. I'm waiting on God to rescue me. He loves me so much, I know he's not going to leave me like this. So I'm waiting on God to... You're about to be rescued. Tell somebody you're about to be rescued any minute. Any minute God's going to come in and rescue you. Any minute the pain will be gone. Any minute the money will be there. Any minute your enemies will be scattered. Any minute. That's hope. That's how we should live. God loves me so much. I'm waiting on his loving kindness. See, see, the, the world loves to fool us, trick us, shape our thinking to where we're waiting on the next bad report from the doctor. That phone ring and make you feel nervous. You're waiting on the next shoe to drop, as they say. But those of us that have hope, we're waiting on God to bring us out. Why don't you just lift your hands right where you are? Come on, just bask in this moment of revelatory power that you're waiting on God's loving kindness. I'm not waiting on a bad report. I'm not waiting on another bad x-ray or another doctor to come in. I'm waiting on God to bring me out. I'm waiting on God to show me just how much he loves me. He's about to rescue somebody. We walk by faith and not by sight. I'm trying to change your mentality. I'm trying to change the way your brain works. You've been looking for the bad too long. The eye is upon them that fear. The eye of the Lord, the eye of the Lord, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, is upon them that fear. Respect God enough to know he wants to save you. He wants to keep healing you and deliver. That's how we live. We believers live in a constant state of expectation for the good. Somebody say amen. amen. You see, my brothers and sisters, when things get hard, tough, painful, those are the moments 
we must remember how much God loves us. Those are the times we must remember how much God loves us. When you don't feel loved. (laughs) When you wonder, where is he? You got to hope in his mercy. Loving kindness. Say that with me. Loving kindness. Say it one more time, please. Loving kindness. Loving kindness. God's love is kind. The word kind comes from the word kin. K-I-N. The word kind comes from the word kin. You know why? Because kin means kinfolk. Write write it down. God is kinfolk. It's true. It's true. It's biblical. God is kinfolk. God is our kinfolk. In fact, God is related to us by blood. Yeah. He's our kinsman redeemer. Psalm 31, 24, be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. All ye that hope in the Lord. All ye that hope in the Lord. Be of good courage because God will strengthen your heart. He's doing that right now. As you're reminded who your kinfolk is. First <laughs> Corinthians 10, 13. There hath no temptation taken you but such as common to man. But, but, but God is faithful. Somebody say God is faithful. Say it again. God is faithful. But God is faithful. Lord have mercy. God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted above that that you're able to bear, but with the temptation will also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Jesus, our kinfolk, knows the way out of every test and trial. And he's going to show you your way out. He's going to show us our way out and he's going to show us our way to victory. He always leads us in triumphant procession. He always leads us. Now, listen, listen. God's not just going to lead us out of trouble. He leads us into victory. Somebody say victory. Victory. God leads us into victory. Mm -mm -mm. So as we grow in our knowledge and we grow in our grace, as we expect to walk in progressive revelation, say amen. So we're doing tonight. We're walking in progressive revelation because we know that our expectation is of God. 
I don't wake up every day expecting what the world says to come to pass. We wake up every day expecting what God says to come to pass. That's why we have hope. Somebody say amen. amen. That's why we smile when other folks don't. That's why we don't quit. Why? Because we, ha- oh, no, no, only one person says that. That's why we don't quit. Because we have what? Hope. Why would you quit when you have hope or expect to win? Tell somebody it may look like I'm losing. And every now and then I might feel like I'm losing. But I fully expect to win. Come on, somebody. I fully expect to win. Why? Because God promised me. So I'm expecting what he says to come to pass. So when you come to me, God forbid, but if you happen to come to me and say something other than what God says, don't be upset when I don't receive it. Because I'm not going to let you take my hope. I need my hope. The Bible says, Romans 15, 4, for whatsoever things were written for time were written for our learning that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. I read the Bible so I can have hope because if he did it before, he'll do it again. God is not a respecter of persons. He's a respecter of faith. So if I walk by faith, he's going to do the same thing for me that he did for somebody else that walked by faith. Romans 4, 18 says, talking about Abraham, who against hope believed in hope. Abraham against hope believed in hope. That he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. Abraham hoped against hope. What does that mean? When there was nothing left to hope for, Abraham still hoped. Look at his life. It's in the Bible. God promised him he would have a son. He's a hundred years old. Oh, right, right, right. Ain't no hope in this body. Sarah ain't looking too good right now either. This this is what the Bible, this is real talk. But Abraham said, well, she may not be so sexy and I may be old, but I'm still believing God. He hoped and believed God would do what he said, even though there was no natural indication that God would do it. I'm trying to help five more people understand God's about to do something in your life, even though there's no physical evidence it could ever happen. (laughs) There is no physical evidence that this could ever happen to you. But if you keep your hope and faith in God, God's going to do it because that's the kind of God we serve. God's about to do some miracles, signs and wonders. Even though Abraham had no evidence it would ever happen. How are you going to be the father of a multitude? I ain't got one child. Well, here we are, 
several thousand years later, and God did it. You better keep your hope. You better, you better keep your hope, saints. Stand on your feet. I told you it won't be long. Stand on your feet. You better keep your hope in God. Don't let the world steal your hope. Don't let the world tell you what God won't do for you. Hope in his mercy. Come on, lift your hands in this building. Lift your hands in this building. God wants to do some supernatural things for you and I. Your kinfolk. He loves you. You belong to him. Is it anything too hard for God? Is anything too hard for him? Then believe him. Believe him for it. Hope that he'll do it. Don't turn to the left or to the right. Keep your eyes stayed on him. He will do it because we serve Jehovah God, the covenant-keeping God, the God that keeps his promises. Our God is not a God that he should lie. Neither is he the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, he will do it. Keep your hope in God. Keep expecting him to be God. Keep expecting him to do great things for you. Keep expecting him to do what he's always done. He ain't stopped being God. He don't know how to stop being God. Time doesn't impact God. Nations don't impact God. Dictators, presidents, they don't change who God is. He's immutable. He's unchangeable. He is the God of miracles, signs and wonders. We receive. We receive. We're hungry. We're thirsty. God, do through this house. God, do through this people. God, hallelujah, what you promised that you would do. We are hungry. We are desperate. We believe you. We are, you have not changed, God. You're immutable. Our hope is in you. Our hope is in you. Why art thou cast down? There's no need to be cast down. There's no need to be discouraged. Why are you disquiet? Why is all this trouble raging in your soul? Hope in God. Hope in God. For I shall yet praise him for the help of his presence. That's why we live in the presence of God. So our hope never diminishes. That's why we live in the presence of God. So our hope never diminishes. That's why we worship and pray consistently. Luke 18, man ought always pray and not faint. Because when we live in the presence of God, we never lose hope. We expect at any minute to be rescued, delivered from our trouble. I thank you, Father. I thank you now. Any minute. 
immediately, straightway, suddenly. Move on behalf of your children, oh God. Move on behalf of your children. Thank you, Lord. If you're in this building, and I know everybody's saved, you're watching, you're not saved, you backslid, you walked away, put your hope in God. Not in government, not in the elections, not in student loan forgiveness. Put your hope in God. Pray this prayer with me. Father God, through your son, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for my sin, I have hope of eternal life to live with you in time and through time and eternity. Save me. Make me brand new. Let me live the rest of my days serving you. I thank you for saving me of my sins, washing me with your blood. Thank you for bringing me into your family. Thank you for making me kinfolk so I can experience your loving kindness. In Jesus' name, amen. Put your hands together and bless the Lord. <laughs>